You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always is Akiva Wienerker. Akiva, how are you doing on this fine, what is it, Tuesday? Wednesday? Yeah, tu- Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday day. Yeah. I've, I've slept very little the last week or so. Why? Why have you slept very little? I haven't spoken to you at all. Because uh, I, I moved from one of the greatest states in our union to one of the mediocrest states in our union. And even within that state, it's probably one of the worst places in the state where you moved. <laughs> Why say you that? I don't know. You moved next door to Shmuley Botea, first of all. <laughs> no, doesn't he live in Teaneck? I think he lives in Englewood. Uh, whatever. Yeah, he's pretty. He's a terrible person. And doesn't he live right next to like the empty lot where um, where Gaddafi used to rent out when he'd come for the UN conferences? I, I mean, I don't know Englewood geography that that well, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, moving's the worst thing in the world. As I just said to you, like, hopefully you'll never move again. Yeah. Like Barring I mean, your family hopefully will move, but hopefully they'll leave you in this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you move, especially you know, like I, I've moved. I think I've said this before. Between 1997 and 2012, I did not live in the same place for more than 12 consecutive months at any point. So I was moving at least once a year for 15 years, which is terrible. But once you're, and, and then and then my last two apartments we lived in for for two and three years respectively, which was much better. But once you have three kids, the amount of stuff you have just you know. Yeah. increases exponentially. It, yeah, it was especially if your wife is a hoarder. The, the oh, my wife is a hoarder, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, oh by the way, terrible. did I tell you? But so I mean, obviously, so is mine. But I, mine <laughs> might be a little beyond. But um, did I tell you my idea? I don't think I ever even told you off the podcast. My idea for a podcast this summer where we don't, we're not on the show. Both our wives come on. You know, it's like the hot takeoff, except both our wives, totally unedited, just list the five things or ten things they hate most about us. Yeah. And then you post it. Would your wife do that? No, that's the problem. You've discussed this before. My wife's not willing to participate in the podcast. She really wouldn't do that. Like, if you get her in a good mood one day, give her a couple of drinks, <laughs> then, like, te- just show her how to te- speak into the mic. She wouldn't do it? I think she's still nursing. She's not drinking. Yeah. My oh, wife guess... also, like, when I met my wife, it was, you know, I met her at the very end of her freshman year of college, mm-hmm. and uh, which was sort of, I guess, the peak of her parting years. I guess meeting me was her decision to settle down. Because she, like, when I met her, she was a little bit of a partier, but that quickly dissipated. She, 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 like, she drinks, like, once every, uh, I'd say as frequently as you, but probably slightly more frequently, but very minimally. Well, yeah, but the podcasting has nothing, like, she could just go on a podcast and, could she come up with five things she doesn't like about you? <laughs> 
the question is, how would she limit it to five? Right. My wife said like that it would have to be four hours long, and she didn't say it yeah. as a joke. She was like, "Yeah, I don't know how it'd knock it down to five or ten, but yeah, I think they should do it. I think for the sake of the podcast, they should do it. I feel like it would be a big hit. We could like sell I mean, advertising I'll, on that one. I'll work on my wife. I'll say one perk of our new house. You know, mm-hmm. I was living in a three room apartment in Manhattan, mm-hmm. where despite it bought buying some super fancy expensive uh, router on Amazon in my bedroom. I had such bad Wi-Fi service that I would basically turn off Wi-Fi on my phone when I was whenever I was in that room in order to mm-hmm. use my phone. Yeah, and it was so terrible. But that you know you're living in a Manhattan you know skyscraper and you got cement walls. In my house now, which you know, with, without trying to like humble brag, is is pretty big. Has, How many bedrooms three, is your new house? Six. Okay. So yeah, it's a big house. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a. Uh, it's a very big house, but you've um, never said anything humbly. I don't know why you, people people sometimes think bragging is humble bragging. When am whatever, I invited yeah. to your house? Yeah, you're. There's an open invitation. Uh, okay. We have a doghouse in the back. Nice. <laughs> um, but anyways, the point is, this house. I thought, oh, I'm gonna need so many like extenders and all this stuff. But because the house was built in 1870 and it's completely out of wood, so I have perfect service throughout the whole house, throughout the whole yard. It's fantastic. My Wi-Fi is excellent. So once the house is actually in order, and my wife would allow me to record a podcast in the house, obviously I'm doing it in the office today, so she won't know I'm doing this. Right. Uh, you know, we can record from anywhere at any time, so I'm very excited about that. That's good. It's the move yeah, is good so, for the podcast. Oh the, yeah. So she could yeah she could re- she could record a podcast from bed if she uh, so desired. Do do you um, did you like have a really long tearful farewell to your doorman? I know it was very important to you, your doorman. <laughs> It's funny you should say that because my favorite two doormen work evenings and weekends. And um, so they weren't there when we departed, which was on a Monday, you know, at about 11 or 12, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I was actually sad about that because I did want to see them. And I wanted to – I also feel like they're getting slighted because they're not going to get a holiday bonus this year, even though they did, you know, work for half a year for us. No, so, you could still uh, give them a bo- – I mean, if you live there half the year, you could give them half of what you normally give well, them. Well, that's with. what I'm saying. But So I got to go back there at some point in the evening and, you know, you know, slip them each, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. Cause, um, Wait, you, you give them 40 them. bucks for the whole year? No, 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 no. What you do is the, – the, the way these buildings work, which is good because other it's, – it's the same way that restaurants should work. Because when you're at a restaurant, mm. usually you, t- you tip your waiter, but there's so many other people who have, you know, enabled you to enjoy that experience. Yeah. It's just that you're not making FaceTime with them. So in a building, it's the same way. You know, the guy who's who's unclogging. So the they garbage split disposal, everything evenly. Exactly. So you make you, so you make a contribution to the, to the pot basically, and it's split among like the twenty five people or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Staff. That's fair. Because yeah. otherwise, the guy who's on the overnight won't get anything because everyone's sleeping exactly. when he's there. That's exactly. But we but, but but I but then I put like a little like extra over the top for for uh, for Elvis and Patrick because they're the two. So stars. Tw- twenty bucks is your extra over the top. Well, no, I think it was like fifty, but that was for a full year. Okay. So. The yeah, I I know a restaurant that's you know like because it makes sense for restaurants to do that too, a lot of times, right? Although I guess you want to be rewarded for good service. But I had a friend who was a uh, manager at a at a restaurant in the city, and he said the owner used to take the tips but not redistribute them. He would just keep all the tips. <laughs> I mean that's illegal, but yeah, you do hear about that from time to time. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, got to be reported. Uh, speaking of tips. How's that for a segue? Mm. I um I chopped off the tip of my uh, finger this week, last week. Yeah, I mean you you're doing a lot of manual labor around your house. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it, you know it's funny because I had shared the experience a couple of months ago on the podcast about uh, punching someone uh, in the skull for the first and uh, last time in my life and mm. the injury to my hand, which lasted far longer than any injury the assailant had. My hand is just starting to get better now. Like I can still like it hurts when I like clench a fist with my left hand. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's finally like my hands are almost back to normal. And uh, we closed on the house on Thursday. And then the very next day, I went out with my uh, brand new hedge trimmers to uh, trim some hedges. And um, unfortunately, the, uh, the tip of my pointer finger on my right hand was uh, tr trimmed as well. That's awful. This is why my wife does all the manual labor. Yeah, I think we were talking about this on Gchat. I, I, but for the fact that you're just, you know, rolling in that podcast, Joe, I don't know what your wife is doing with you. You're bringing very little to the table. Um, yeah, she mentions that a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, she would argue nothing and bring nothing to the table. I mean, you've done podcasts with my wife. You know, she's guested from time to time and bashed mm -hmm. me. I think I can do yeah. a podcast with your wife if my wife's not willing to do it. Yeah. You could do that, but then it's just like ragging on me. I feel like we need to, it needs to be, I, I think it would be epic. I think it'll also be the last one. I don't think, if we said like, how about this? If if we said you have to name name the, the five things you hate most, would you give her a pep talk before and say like, hey, you can't mention X or Y? No, she can mention whatever she wants. Right, so I think me too, but I do think... It's the last episode. I think they're going to paint us in such a bad light, no one's going to is, hear is, is, be, is bedroom performance going to be one of the five? Is that what you're implying? No, no, not at all. No, I don't think anyone would care about that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, I just think, like, they're going to paint such a bleak picture of, of, of us that it's going to be, you know, I, I think that's it. There's no way to come back for us. Uh, you know, I don't know how far, too far into your bedroom you want me to, to venture here, but I think one advantage that you and I both have in that department is that I, I think, and, you know, I may be uh, incorrect here, but I think I that no both of our wives are, are limited to one man and their experiences. Right? So they, I mean, so they, listen, don't know they the could discuss that on their podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, so they wouldn't know what they're missing anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so what else are we discussing? I'm just I'm I'm on like such a sky high mood ever since Thursday. The uh, the Timberwolves traded for Jimmy Buckets, just a, a steal of a steal of a trade. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a rare moment in sports. The NBA in general is a better sport in the summer than it is when they're actually playing. The oh, games. totally. Oh, by the way, yeah. every sport's better when the games aren't being played. Yeah. <laughs> Except but, maybe um, baseball. The baseball offseason is kind of weak, but every every other offseason is better. Even hockey's yeah, getting into the offseason game this year. They got this expansion but the drift. the football offseason, you don't have that many good If we had a football expansion football. team and every team had, like, protect, like, 22 guys or something, we could do 30 podcasts on, like, who should be protected and all that. Like, that would be a whole summer of material for us. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Or the uh, NBA, like for, any of those sports. I'd be Anything up for an NBA expansion NHL. draft. Yeah, NHL. It would be NBA awesome. Hard to, yeah. Well, how many – in the NBA, since this is – today we're primarily talking about the NBA, how many – players would you be allowed to protect because the think, nhl is if 10. i recall correctly when they did it you know when, when the four teams came in the 90s the magic mm -hmm. the heat the hornets and the timberwolves i think you could protect eight i think it would be less nowadays less yeah i mean eight you're not getting any good players well so the pistons uh you know the pistons at the time were coming off their championship and were a team you know without a star but they were very deep and so um what's his name the, their enforcer their power forward kind of a uh, a troublesome fella. Well, what the hell's his name? Bill Lambier? No, 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 no. He's a power forward, not a center. Oh, Dennis oh Rodman? God. No, he was he was more of a veteran than Rodman. This is annoying me that I can't remember right now. His name just escaped me. What, the 1990 Pistons? No, like 88, 89. Rick Mahorn? Are you talking Rick Mahorn? Rick Mahorn, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so Rick Mahorn, I believe, and th I'm not looking any of this up, so I could be all wrong, but I think he was drafted by the Timberwolves in the expansion draft. He was left exposed, and he was really pissed at the Pistons for that. And then I think the Timberwolves drafted him, and he just said, no, like, I ain't going to Minnesota. And then what happened? So, uh, he didn't go to Minnesota. I don't know. I, may, I don't know if they traded the, the rights to him or what happened. But, yeah, I mean, the NBA. Yeah, I think he didn't play. He didn't play that year. He's, he went to Italy. 
Oh, is that what he did? Okay, mm-hmm. he'd rather go to, to to Italy than Minnesota. That's that's rude. Um, so yeah, so what? So yeah, so the Timberwolves obviously stole uh, uh, the Thunder on NBA draft night, uh, traded for Jimmy buckets. I was saying, so it's so rare when your team makes just such a heist of a deal. And my teams have been on the opposite end of that so many times. You, know, you were, Walker. we were talking real time, and you were like pretty casual about the trade. Uh, people are underestimating how amazing the trade was. Like the Bulls got nothing. First of all, the player they, the Bulls drafted stinks. Yeah, uh, that was a t- big. Yeah, here's the thing: terrible. has there ever been a good big man in NBA history that's a below average defender and rebounder? He's like, yeah. he's like the poor man's Brook Lopez. Who name Dirk, one? No, Brook Lopez is better defensively. Dirk Nowitzki, especially when he was drafted. I mean, Dirk in his prime could play. It was an okay defense defender. wasn't an all like defense guy, but he yeah. was an average defender, and he was a pretty good rebounder. Dirk. Yeah. He was a power forward, not a center also. So here's the thing. The Bulls were very high on Chris Dunn. Now, if you remember last year at the draft, Chris Dunn, Mm. although he went five to the Timberwolves, he was sort of the guy that a lot of people were predicting as the would-be the rookie of the year. Sure, but we saw him play, and he stinks. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, you know, people thought he was going to be NBA-ready immediately. He was already 22 years old. He was elite defensively, um, and the Bulls were really high on him. So the Bulls last year offered Jimmy Butler to the Timberwolves on draft night for Zach Levine, and the number five pick, which which would be Chris Dunn. And the Timberwolves said no. So fast forward a year, Jimmy Butler takes a huge leap forward, becomes a top ten player in the league. Uh, Zach Levine also took a step forward but then got injured, and so he's now he's coming off a torn ACL, and he's a guy who relies on his athleticism. So you'd have to – he probably took a step backwards overall. And Chris Dunn took a massive step backwards because, you know, defensively he was good, but offensively he was complete garbage. He wasn't – like he didn't deserve to be in the league. He was losing time to Tyus Jones. So – the Bulls' value, the Bulls uh, piece of the trade increases in value. The Timberwolves' pieces decrease in value. And yet a year later, the Timberwolves are able to pull off the same trade with just a, a swap of draft picks. And as it's you crazy. said, the Bulls, it's not even like they took Malik Monk or like some really high-ceiling guy with that number seven pick. So a No, a lot of people thought Markinen shouldn't be a lottery pick. Yeah. The one issue, uh, Jay Billis really liked him during the, if you were watching the draft. Um, so one issue is that the Timberwolves have been like a, an abysmal team, uh, three-point shooting. In the last five years, they're 29th in the league in three-point shooting, in three-point attempts, and 29th in the league in uh, three-point percentage. And obviously, you know, the way the NBA is going these days, that's the wrong way to be. Obviously, you know, the best teams in that are the Warriors and the Spurs and the Rockets and the Cavs, and those are the best teams in the league. Uh, and the Timberwolves have been the wrong way on that. Flip Saunders was terrible at that. Um, even Tibbs, I was looking up Tibbs' numbers. So Tibbs' five years in Chicago, his team was 25th in the league in three-point attempts. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, the interesting thing is they were 10th in three-point percentage, so they were hitting their threes. And, of course, they had the fourth-best record in the NBA over that time. So Tibbs was winning, but he wasn't really shooting a lot of threes. And you would hope the Timberwolves would, would you know increase that. Last year, the Timberwolves were last in the league in three-point shooting. But they just traded Zach Levine, who was their best uh, volume shooter. So... The one downside of this trade is they're even more desperate for shooting than they already were, and they already were desperate for shooting. So that's I mean, a but but ultimately, between Wiggins, Butler, and Towns, and and also after they start the game and end the game, you could basically, you know, for a big regular season game, you could, you you, you know, for a playoff game, they could they'll all just play most of the game. But for a big regular season game, they could just, you know, you could have two of them on the court at all times, basically, if if you do the rotations right. Um, like there isn't going to be any more shots to go around like the other guys who play you know the rubios and the gorgie dangs like they're not gonna they you don't want them shooting and they're not gonna get any shots maybe like the bench guys like shabazz or bielka or whatever yeah well i mean they're announcing the rights to those guys but uh shabazz they might match i think he's a restricted free agent but i mean but the thing is you need because jimmy butler and andrew wiggins their games are so similar on the offensive side 
Mm-hmm. And they're both, you know, at least league, league average three point shooters. But because they're so similar, and they're, both, they're guys who are both going to drive. I mean, one option, frankly, this team could have is they could go inside out, where they could have like Cat almost, you know, because he's become like a league average three point shooter also, and obviously he's only going to get better. So maybe you have like your big guys on the perimeter. But you know, they need some kind of shooting. Last year they traded for, or last year excuse me, they signed in free agency Brandon Rush, who had limited minutes on the Warriors, had shot like forty something percent from three point range. Uh, for his career was like in the mid 40s and so that looked like it would be a great move but then he played even less for the Timberwolves this year than he did for the Warriors the year before so mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know what the answer is the other thing is you know Tibbs came in hating Rubio and again, that's part of why people thought oh he'll get rid of Rubio within 20 games and then give the job over to Chris Dunn Rubio the second half like after the All-Star break played like an All-Star it was by far the best he's ever played in his career uh, and Rubio I know you hate Rubio you said you'd rather have Patty Mills which is a little bit crazy but well, it's just the, I'd rather have anyone who could shoot, especially on this team, because if you don't have to cover Rubio at all, then, you know, you could you could focus a second guy on Cat or Butler. Yeah, I mean, Rubio's such a weird player because he's like overall he averages out to, you know, a, a good above average point guard, but he's he's extreme, like he's an ex, like he's, you know, one of the two or three best passers in the league. He's a terrible shooter, so he's got sort of these extremes that average out. Um, you know, I'll say this. Overall, on the season last year, his true shooting percentage was the exact same as John Wall's. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not terrible. And also, we've seen a guy like like Rajon Rondo, who was a much worse but his, shooter. But his shots are wide open. Like, Wall's being covered. Well, he, but his shots are going to continue to be wide open because of the fact that he's got all these, you know, all, all these offensive stars oh, yeah. on his he's team He's not going to see a defender the whole year. There was a great yeah. stat. I was reading about uh, Andrew Wiggins, your third best player's defense, and how when he contested a shot... The, he's so bad at contesting shots that the the uh, offensive player got better with Wiggins in the perim, like in the vicinity, as opposed to if he was just nowhere near. Yeah, but there's I, I'll defend Wiggins for a second, and I've not been a, a big Wiggins lover, but I'll defend him for a second. First of all, he led the league in minutes. He's 22 years old, and he also was on the best player on every other team every game. You know, he covered LeBron James the whole game. He covered Kawhi Leonard the whole game. So his defensive numbers aren't great. But, you know, considering the, the caliber of the guys he was playing and his age, Jimmy Butler is taking over all those duties. So Wiggins right. is going to be covering the second best wing. Right. And the I think worst his numbers wing, will yeah. look much better. Yeah. Right. No, almost nobody has two good wings. Yeah. Unless you play like um, Golden State. Yeah, but I was saying, you know, Rajon Rondo was a point guard on a team with weapons all over offensively. And he's a much worse shooter than Rubio. And, and the, they managed to get away with it. So... Um, you know, I don't know. The thing is, if if they were to trade, so rumors are the Timberwolves want to offer like the max to Kyle Lowry, and I, I want to talk about the the top NBA free agents and where we think they're going to go. Yeah. But if the Timberwolves are just going to basically dump Rubio in order to create the cap room to sign Lowry, I think that's a mistake. Especially Lowry's you know thirty one years old. If they can trade Rubio for some kind of actual asset, if they can get a shooter and a pick, or if they can get like a, a third big, because ideally, I think you want. Uh, you want Dang to come off the bench as your third big, and you want Cat to start next to somebody who's a little bit better defensively than, yeah. than Gorgie is. You, um, I mean, that's that's a team that could play a stretch for you know all game also. Yeah, so like Dang could, should just be playing the backup minutes to, to Cat. Now, and he's very good, by the way. Yeah, I like Dang. I like Dang a yeah. lot, but I don't think you need like he. You like, we're past yeah. the second big man era. Like, look at these guys who are you know like Tiago Splitter. Um, you know, twenty years ago. Would have been making like a max contract, and now he's going to be now he's going to be now he's going to be in like you know being bought out and going to Europe or something like the, yeah. these seven foot stiffs have no you know if you can't hit an outside shot you almost have no value like the league has gone in the opposite direction like so quickly that there were seven footers who like would have been lottery picks um, you know even a decade ago who didn't get drafted in this draft. Yeah, and I mean, and it is so quickly because we just saw last season when NBA free agency was out of control, right? 
where people were giving huge contracts to big guys just because they were big, basically. Yeah, remember like Ostertag would sign a big deal. I mean, there were so many centers that's like Jerome James, like guys who signed insane contracts just because you, everyone thought they needed. But I'm saying like Timothy, but I'm saying Timothy Mozgov signed with the Lakers for sixty-four million. Yeah, right. Million Even now, year. like Mozgov would get like three million. I mean, and that was insane. And then that was so bad they had to give away, you know, a, a good prospect in Jangelo Russell. Right, the number two get, pick in the draft just to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is comical just how free agency so quickly swung from one year to the next. Last year, obviously, with the with the new TV deal, the contracts were insane. Everybody got crazy money, and I think literally every free agent signing last summer was a bust. Uh, is there a single one that worked out? I can't think well, of one. Yeah, Kevin Durant. That worked well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than Max, like other than Max guys who are like. Like, there's two kinds of maxes. There's the guys who get the max because the max is this artificial number, so anybody who's half decent is going to get the max. And then there's mm-hmm. the guys who are actual, like, like beyond max guys who right. are limited by the max. Right. Guys yeah, so who, those guys, obviously, yes. Right. If guys who made, like, 8, back, 10 million? No. None of those guys really panned up. No, but I'm, saying, I'm, talking about the guys, I'm talking about the guys who made 20 million, like Alan Crabb, who's on the oh, Blazers okay. bench. Oh, Crabb yeah. was a disaster. Evan Turner, disaster. Um, yeah, if we could go through the league, there were very, very few of those guys really paid off. Yeah, and now this year with the cap actually moving down a little bit. So, yeah, so the Timberwolves actually, Tibbs, to his credit, you know, he he only gave a couple of small deals last summer. Like I, I mentioned one to, to Brandon Rush. And now if they get rid of Rubio's contract, they could offer a max contract to somebody. But, again, I don't I don't want them to dump Rubio just for the sake of uh, creating cap room. I want them to get some, an asset back because he's only making $14 million a year. And, again, he is an above-average point guard. And so $14 million, that that's a good salary for him. Um so, yeah, so I'm very excited about the Timberwolves. I would like to see them uh, add something. So why don't we talk about, you know, why don't we go through sort of some of the top free agents and uh, we'll discuss okay, where I have, we think this is going. A, a st- like, this podcast is an NFL podcast half of the year, and it is a list podcast the other half of the year. So I do want to stay true, even though we're, we're going a little freeform today and talking mostly NBA, but just talking random sports. Let's, let's keep it with a list. So I have the top 50 right. free agents. I have a list okay. of the top 50 free agents. You made so your I'll, own list, or you found one on one of these no, websites? No, no, I have, I'm using Sports Illustrated. By the way, Sports Illustrated's auto-loading video, and the video's trash. It's not like they're auto-loading, yeah. you know, Citizen Kane. Is it's an abortion. It's so frustrating. Yeah, um, it's terrible. It's, and, um, like, they, they're... If they like put up a poll, it would have zero percent approval. It's insane that they just keep doing. <laughs> and it. I'll tell you something: not, even if you mute it, as you know, as I, I muted my computer, and it like hides, it like jump to the right side of the screen yeah. sometimes as you insane. scroll down. Yeah. yeah, But even if you mute it, like I muted my computer because I, didn't, you know, I had that tab open, I didn't want to listen to mm. that. But then when I plug my headphones in to start this podcast, my the Sports Illustrated's like, "Oh, we plugged in headphones. Let's start playing the audio again." It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right, so, okay, so all right, so I'm going to list want, the player, and you could, uh, you know, we'll. I mean, we'll I, I had made my own top uh, fifty list, by the way, but we'll go by SI. Okay, so well, you could also say like, hey, I have them way yeah. up, you know, if you, have, okay. if you don't have to. Oh, okay, right. so one and two are Durant and Curry; they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, don't need to discuss. Okay, so let's start with talking about number three, Chris Paul. Obviously, my team making a run for him, the Spurs. Uh, the problem is the Spurs would have to renounce a bunch of guys, and I, I think Houston probably has more. Uh, assets to give up. So where do you think he ends up? Well, I think the thing is you have to discuss Paul and then Blake Griffin, who I assume is, you know, one of the next two or three guys mentioned. Yeah. I think you have to discuss them in tandem and even DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, Blake Clippers, is five, so let's talk Blake and... and yeah, uh, and the Clippers CG3. are either bringing everybody back or they're blowing everything up. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's no scenario... But they're not making the decision. Which, like, the players are going to make the decision together, ultimately. Yeah, but there's no scenario in which they keep Chris Paul and not Blake Griffin or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I saw. Well, DeAndre is not a free agent. They they're just going to trade him. Well, if they lose both Paul and Griffin, right, I think then he has no him. value. Yeah. Other than his yeah, you have to trade him at that point. Um, you know, I think if people are talking about them both going to Houston. Well, you're a Spurs fan. Do you see them getting Chris Paul? Yes or no? Do you want them to? Yes or no? 
if they want to get Chris Paul and he wants to go there, they can get him. The problem is, like, I, let's not be results-oriented. The Spurs easily made the Western Conference Finals, you know, out of a really good conference. And, you know, not to say this for the millionth time, but, like, they were playing really well until Kawhi got hurt. Like, were they going to win that series? Probably not. But they were going to win game one, and they probably would have won another game. Like, they were, and they were definitely better than the Cavs. So they were, at worst, the second-best team in the NBA. I mean, they were the second-best team. They certainly weren't the best. But they were the second-best team in the NBA last year. So to get rid of LaMarcus, just because people are mad about how bad he was against Golden State when they had nobody left on the, the court because Kawhi and Tony Parker were out, is ridiculous. Like, LaMarcus went 34-12 and in Game 6 when Kawhi was out for the first time uh, in that Houston series. Yeah, but so that was a, his only decent game all playoffs. I mean, it was he, his only he decent was game, such a disaster this year. But he was fine in the regular season. He was okay. No, uh, below his he standards. took a big step back from the previous season. Well, here's the thing. There's two different when, levels, Hold on. Right? When, he, when he came to the Spurs, he was a top yeah. 12 player in the league. Yes. Right now, now he's, he's not a top 25 player. Oh, not even close. Yes. Well, but here's the thing. There are guys who sign big deals, and then it's like, oh, shoot, we can't even play them, right? Like, we have a pitcher. We're paying him $18 million a year, and, like, we're paying him to be our first starter, but... He's pitching more like a fourth or fifth starter. And then there's guys who are like, oh, we can't, like, we actually have to, like, cut him or send him to the minors. Like, this guy has a 70 RA and, and we're actually, like, losing and, you know, we have to get rid of him. Lamarcus is the fourth starter type of guy, right? He's still a well above average NBA player. He's just being paid like a, like a you know, number one or number two guy. And he's, he's not doing that. He's still a very good defender. Uh, you know, yes, it's frustrating. Doesn't rebound like he should. And he shoots long twos where everyone else in the NBA stopped shooting long twos. So the days they don't go in, it's very frustrating to just watch a team keep, you know, constantly missing long twos and never getting the offensive rebounds from it. But I would do, I would go back to the well one more time with Kawhi and LaMarcus and just re-sign the Patty Millses and Jonathan Simmonses of the world. Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, I mean, the problem is these guys go to the Spurs and get so good, you can't even re-sign all of them. But then they're never good anywhere else. Like, Gary Neal hit like 33s in the NBA Finals. And I think he's, like, in the second division in Italy now, like, three years later. You know, these guys, like, signed the big contract. Tiago, same thing. Uh, you know, anyone who leaves the, the team gets worse. So, buyer beware. If you're yeah, I mean, I had seen uh, – you know, that actually reminds me. In the early aughts, when the Twins first became good, uh, th- uh, somebody said to me once, uh, every, twin, every Twins guy, once he becomes a free agent, he said the Twins just leave their shit all over the rest of the league. Because all these guys would have, like, an 800 OPS and be, like, a solid player for the Twins and would go somewhere else and just be terrible. Like your Dustin Moores or whatever, or your Bobby Corey Koski. Um, yeah, well, Koski just got concussions and Ron Coomer out of baseball. Yeah, well, Ron, Ron Coomer was before the Twins were. Good. Well, what, but like, then what about Poppy? Like that theory is insane. You're the ultimate like you know, but, but Poppy wasn't good for the Twins. Someone else is good player. Yeah, well, that's the, yeah, but Poppy wasn't good for the Twins. Well, that's Poppy the point. Be- He's the yeah. opposite. He yeah. destroys that theory. Yeah, well, but he doesn't apply. We're talking about guys who were valuable pieces for the Twins and then went elsewhere. And, yeah, right. Um, so. Yeah, so so basically, you're saying that you 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 want to pass on Chris Paul. Listen, if we could just sign him, it would don't age well, don't age well, don't age well. Well, there's yeah. nothing to do with Tony Parker, who's making sixteen million dollars this year. Really, all, all, other than like, is, how many years has Parker left on his contract? I think this is it. This is it. Okay, yeah, they're they don't have bad. I mean, unless you think Lamarcus is a disastrous contract and he has three years left, like they don't have disastrous contracts. Nobody's getting, nobody else is really on the books except for except for Kawhi. Like, you guys have disastrous contracts, too. Like, Pekovic's a disastrous contract, but... Well, no, they just cut him. Yeah, but they're paying him. Does he have one year left? I thought they... Yeah, he's got they'd... one year at, like, 11 or $12 million. So oh, he's, okay. like, your third or fourth. And Cole Aldris contract, is that's, like, the worst contract in the league now. Like, Pekovic is dead and his contract... No, it's not. Than... What are you talking about? Cole Aldris making $8 million. Yeah, if Aldris was a free agent tomorrow, he'd make $2 million. 
Again, Aldridge made less. Aldridge was one of the most, one was one of the highest rated uh, free agent picks last summer because when everybody else was signing guys like as we just said, yeah, but that's um, what we said. Timothy like Aldridge wouldn't for... make any money. Yeah, but he, he only made eight. Now. He, he's only getting eight. That's not a lot. Right. Eight's a lot. NBA. We we paid Dwayne yeah. Dedman two to get the same production. Yeah, um, and also Aldridge was a disappointment because he was very good on the Clippers and looked like a guy you know even more so than Rush who yeah. would really. I'm emerge. shocked that Cole Aldridge ends up being bad. Anyway, so well, we did three go and look five. At his no- go, hold on. Go look at his numbers in 2016 for the Clippers. Okay. He, he played at an all-star level. I think his PR was like 21 or 22. Yeah, like, he Cole was playing Aldridge, like an all-star. all-star. Yeah. Um, all right, number four, Gordon Haywood. Yeah, I think Gordon Hayward is a little bit overrated, honestly. Um, everybody assumes he's going to the Celtics. It seems like it's a done deal uh, to you know reunite with his coach. If that happens, it's just a dagger to the Jazz. Complete dagger. Right. If they're even if they're not even keeping their white players, then like why keep trying? <laughs> like I get yeah. if like a black player wants leaving free agency because <laughs> Salt Lake City is so boring. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because, you know, this is a team who, you know, less than a decade ago was just was just tier two, sort of like what the Clippers are now, like just out of championship contender status with Carlos Boozer and Jerron Williams. And then Jerron Williams wanted to leave and they had to go all the way back to start from scratch. And now they're getting there again. They have they Rudy Gobert. Job. Like their their roster is pretty good. They have a lot of players. Well, that are Gobert and Hayward are two top twenty players. Yeah. How many teams have two top twenty players? I mean, my team has that now, but that, that's that's a rare thing. And they have a lot of depth. George Hill played great for them this year. They had a lot of injuries. They still right, like they have guys who are good who like can't even. That's how you know you're good. Like Derek Favors would play like thirty five minutes for some teams, and he like yeah, you know doesn't he's play been that sort much. Sort of at this point, his whole career, people thought he was going to become. An oh, all-star. for sure. I'm not saying he's yeah. great, but I'm just saying like yeah. the fact that guys like that are having a tough time getting on the court. So so it's, so Hayward goes to the Celtics, and and the Jazz are ruined basically. Right, I don't know what the Jazz do. I mean, like, unless Gobert really makes a leap and becomes, like, you know, the number one guy. But, I, you know, I, I just, I, in today's NBA, that would be weird. I can't imagine it happening. So we, we mentioned him before, but number six, Kyle Lowry. Where do you think Lowry goes? So I think we have a big enough sample size because it's not just one or two years now where Lowry has been so bad in the playoffs compared to, in the regular season, he's a no-question, bona fide all-star top 20 player. Yeah. Unquestionably. Good defensively, you know, Great all-around point guard, and in the playoffs, anyway, thanks, so to, uh, thanks to Sports Illustrated for being such a garbage website that <laughs> they don't even like the 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 players' names don't even link to their stats <laughs> like they do on ESPN like or any decent website. It's yeah. still Sports Illustrated. I yeah, tweeted this uh, like a month or two ago that they, you know, the point after the old Rick Riley column, the last page yeah. of Sports Illustrated. So they um, they prompt you t- if you want to like continue the discussion on their. Like column now, which is just like a different random loser every week. Uh, like hashtag SI point after, and they had many yeah, like weeks where in. yeah, they had like six in a whole year, or something insane. Like like it's it's, and so I, like the website stinks, the magazine stinks, um, but at least like freaking hyperlink your stupid names on it's a sports site. Yeah, yeah. Lowry Lowry now entering year twelve, and he's a short old point guard. The only thing is, like, he had his first good shooting year in a decade this year. He's always been, like, a 41-42% shooter. He actually started really hitting shots this year and, and became an excellent three-point shooter. Yeah, and then did nothing in the playoffs. Yeah. But back to your SI thing for one second. So one of the annoying things about moving is you got to update your address for everything. You know, you do USPS, but then you got to do all your different accounts, all your bank accounts and all, you know, your insurance accounts and everything. Um, you got to update for your magazine subscriptions. And I didn't even know that I had a Sports Illustrated subscription. Until it one come game, to your house? I, it does. Apparently, I just started it. I think it was one of those things where, like, I had miles expiring on some random airline like Air Canada, 
in order mm-hmm. to, to not lose your miles, you have to use them. And so I just signed up for SI. I didn't even know it. And the SI came like last week, the day after I'd updated my address for everything. And I thought for a second, is it worth the 45 seconds it's going to take to Google Sports Illustrated Subscription Services and update my address? Is it's it worth hilarious. it for that? <laughs> for the week, you know, for the 45 seconds a week, I'm going to peruse this magazine. I mean, it's still a good but, uh, bathroom read. I, it's, and especially like Shabbos, we don't use electronics. I feel like it's worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, but the, my problem is that I, like, because I'm, like, neurotic and OCD, I read everything cover to cover. So if I'm getting SI, I have to read it cover to cover. And do I want to read, like, six pages no, a week do, on some no, random golfer? It just gets too old, and, and the golf stuff. What's annoying, to I had the same thing, whereas, like, 12 years ago, I signed up online for, like, the Golf Plus when Tiger was good, because sometimes <laughs> they'd have, like, a good golfer. And now it's just, like... They send me like like extra golf, golf things, plus. and my mom will like send the old Sports Illustrated because she's the opposite of a hoarder. So she'll like she wants everything out of the house immediately. So she'll like just send me my Sports <laughs> Illustrated to get them out of the house, and like I'll get the golf one. I'm like I can't believe you you know like bothered like bring that on a plane <laughs> like it goes immediately in the garbage. <laughs> like the yeah. National Review that my grandfather signed me up for in like nineteen in the 1990s goes in the garbage like after the. <laughs> The golf. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my dad. Every time my dad arrives for a visit, he has a clipped out newspaper clippings articles to to hand me. <laughs> That's amazing. In 2017, although now he, he does email me links, he knows how to do that. But for some reason, he still decides every time. He, like he has some for me, some for my wife. He has like different ones for all of us. That's fine. Um, all right. So Kyle Lowry, you know, is he leaving Toronto? Is Serge Ibaka, who I'm sure is coming up on this list very shortly? I think people assume he's definitely staying in Toronto. But Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, I think there's more conversation about him leaving. I just don't know, like, what's a good spot for him, though. Like, there's a finite uh, Well, look, the first two or three years, I think he, he will be a good value. Yeah, but by the end of that contract, it's going to be uh, very bad. A disaster. Uh, I think yeah. he stays, though. I just think there's more value to him staying in Toronto. Yeah, and look, I would be, as a Timberwolves fan, I would be excited if, if they were to trade Rubio for, for some kind of decent, you know, as I said, shooter, big man, and then sign Lowry, I'd be okay with that. If they just dump Rubio to offer a max contract to, to Lowry or, or one of the other, you know, free agent, uh, you know, whether it's Jeff Teague or George Hill or whatever, I, mm-hmm. I would be annoyed by that. So, um, all right. So, uh, Lowry, we're starting to get a big drop. I think there's one more sort of all-star caliber player, and then we get a drop. That's Paul Millsap, right? Yeah, Millsap is the next guy. The, the problem with me, he, he started, like, modeling his game this year after Antoine Walker, right? He No, his, he's very efficient. Antoine Walker's the least efficient guy, like, in NBA history, just about. Yeah, but he started shooting threes like he's you know Clay Thompson and he didn't hit. But him. everybody in the NBA is doing that now. You no, know, but other people are. No, but very few season. people are hitting thirty-one percent like he was shooting that many. So his shooting percentage for a big man is atrocious, forty-four percent. That's insanely bad. And Millsap has always been one of the best rebounders in the world, and you know his rebounds are starting to slip, and he's going to be thirty-two this coming year. Well, you know, if you're on offense, if you're playing, you know, twenty-four feet off from the basket, you're not going to get as many rebounds, obviously. Yeah, I mean that's what you don't yeah. need Millsap shooting, you know, thirty one percent four threes a game. Yeah, I he mean, did I play. Now try- he played fantastically in the, the one series he was in in the playoffs. Oh, he was great in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's still a very good player. I think Listen, anything if he's the best he's player, player Utah if he's the best player on your team, you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time making the playoffs or doing anything better than like the eighth seed. Well, I mean, he's been the best player in Atlanta for a number of years. I mean, but he's not, marginally yeah. better than like their second best player. Look, yes, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, even the year that Atlanta won 60 games, you know, I guess there was a debate well, who was between him and If you were the Teague Spurs, would you rather Warford. have Millsap or LaMarcus? Well, I think LaMarcus is because he's, he's more, uh, I think they're the same age. Uh, the, the, to me, LaMarcus is, I, he might be one year older than LaMarcus. La, uh, LaMarcus is more of a traditional, like, 
solid defensive big man. So I, I would actually probably... No, Millsap is a much better defensive player than Aldridge, though. No, Millsap's a better rebounder, but like as a stand-up defensive player, Aldridge is better. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, uh, Millsap has more all-around facets to his game than Aldridge does. Look, Aldridge was, again, Aldridge was a top 10 player in Portland just a couple of years ago. And yeah. so he, he's fallen off a cliff in a way that Millsap hasn't. So right. I don't know. That's a tough question. But it's, you know, it's not a realistic one the Spurs are facing. So Okay, eight is Otto Porter Jr., but he's a restricted free agent. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I yeah, I'm a big fan of him. I thought he did really, really well in the playoffs. Yeah, he's a good player. You know, emerging star, I think. Um, you know, maybe not an all-star caliber player, but sort of a tier below that. Uh, you know, slightly less good than, you know, let's say Gordon Hayward, for example. Okay, let's finish Probably up the top 10, then we'll go really lightning round and see if there's anybody interesting outside the top 10. But right. Serge Ibaka, you already said, is staying. So number 10, Danilo Gallinari. That, to me, this is like a massive drop down. Yeah, he's only the, the, played 63 games once. Yeah, he doesn't play. He's, he's never played, uh, you know, in his career, 63 games of defense. Right, doesn't play uh, defense. I, I mean, he is he, like, you know what he is? He's like, he's like Chris Gatling. He's like, if he's the first guy off your bench, <laughs> you're doing amazing. But if you're actually relying I, on him to start, you stink. When I was at my previous law firm, I was interviewing a prospective uh, candidate, mm-hmm. and he was like a quant guy. Big. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Knicks fan, New Yorker, and a, and a big uh, stat guy. And uh, he, and this was, I think, around the the uh, Lin Sanity era, because he, you know, he this guy absolutely loved Jeremy Lin. But we were talking about mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari, mm-hmm. and he said to me, at, or, "Excuse me, or maybe it was Andrea Bargnani." Honestly, I was confused oh. the two of them. <laughs> but whichever one it was. He told me, he said, actually, despite, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, the conventional wisdom, he's actually an elite defensive player. And he referenced some obscure stat on some obscure website I never heard of that, yes, that argued that he was actually. Uh, no, <laughs> I said, that's a terrible take. He's a terrible defensive player. And I think and you didn't hire him. Right. Well, it's I, I don't decide who gets hired and fired. But did he know, get hired? It's not a, I, you know, I, I think he may have got an offer. I don't know whether he took it. But you did. did you write in the notes like thinks Andrea Bergnani <laughs> can play defense? No, but I actually I did discuss our NBA conversation in our notes, which uh, to me was a positive. You know, even if he has wrong takes, at least it's much more interesting to discuss basketball than to discuss law. So. Oh, of course, and bad yeah. rebounder for a big man, which to me is oh, such a big red flag always. Yeah, yeah, but again, he's you know he's playing on the perimeter. Um, I do not want him on my team, and uh, he should not be number ten on this list. That's silly. I, I have him like in the low, in like around eighteen or nineteen on my list. I agree. So the bunch of point guards, George Hill. Are you a George Hill guy? He, I mean, he had basically a career year for Utah the first half of the year. Then he got injured a lot. Um, hard to trust him. He's also, you know, he's he's old. He doesn't have a long track record. Yeah, um, I do I think, think this, probably... this, he may end up on the Spurs. Popovich, uh, you know, the Spurs back picked him back. out of IUPUI. Uh, they, no... He's the guy they traded for Kawhi. Yes, and then they traded him for Kawhi. But but when they traded him, Popovich, like 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 Popovich loves him. Like yeah, any time the Jazz that. come to town, he like he's like making out with George Hilpovich. So I don't think again that's a he's he's like the definition of a league, league average starting point guard. Uh, I don't think that really brings you know brings them any closer to a title. But I could definitely see the Spurs on him. Drew Holiday had a weird year after um, his wife was uh, was sick for the beginning of the year, um, and and everyone in the Pelicans kind of just like other than other than Davis kind of just becomes garbage immediately. So, you know, to me, Drew Holiday is uh, like maybe the Dallas would sign him, but I don't know. He kind of he doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, 13 is Jeff Teague. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. OK, uh, 13 is Jeff Teague, who is on my League of Leagues team. So I really need him to get into a good spot. Him and him and uh, Kyle Lowry, like they could end up like really tanking my basketball team. Yeah, he's gone like him and Mike Conley were guys who were probably like equally rated about two, three years ago in Atlanta and Memphis. And now yeah, I Conley drafted, is taking a I, step up. 
I drafted and, them both for like the same amount this past year in fantasy basketball. They were yeah, both on my team. But, but Conley has become Conley destroyed. An Conley's a star, and, yeah. and Teague is just a good player. Yeah, and Teague's on the way to being a bad player. He doesn't play defense anymore at all. all. Right, so I'll just give you some other interesting ones. Dirk at 15. Well, he's not interesting. He, he's staying in, in Dallas. He's I mean, how cool would it be if he like, went to Golden State or Cleveland? No, there's zero chance. Okay. Uh, the next four guys on my list who you skipped are all four guys who have been linked to the Timberwolves or who I hope the Timberwolves get. Uh, J.J. Redick. Are you, this is like a Bill Simmons thing. Like, every guy is signing with... Like, there's my team. One t- yeah, yeah, every guy's signing with my team. Well, okay, so J.J. Redick is, you know, obviously uh, a shooter, doesn't do much else, but, um, you know, would be, uh, again, we discussed the Timberwolves need a shooter. The, the, their first guard I don't hate Redick, but he's not, he's not getting any minutes on your team. But, but I, get, I mean, you play more than two guards, right? Yeah, but he's, like, he's barely going to play. No, somebody's getting 25 minutes a game. Yeah, I mean, in I'd a big game or a playoff Shabazz game, Muhammad. He's, he's, not, he's not getting on the court, basically. Yeah, moves. I mean, uh, you if know, your team so is good, him, he's not. Redick is not playing more than twelve minutes a game for you. Well, well, he's been like the third or fourth best player on a fifty-five win team for the Clippers for like the last like six well, years. Well, the fourth and the first three guys were all stars. Okay, well, the Timberwolves have you know that potential also with, with Butler and Cat and uh, and Wiggins. Mm-hmm. And how bad uh, is your deal? Like, are you going to play like Redick and Wiggins at the same time? Maybe Kyle Lowry too. Like, just try and set records for like okay, the but, worst but, defensive but, team. But on Rubio, the board. Rubio, and Butler are both elite defensively. The, the Wolves right? are going to have the the, the Wolves are going to have games. Especially if somebody's injured or or they end up like trading Rubio, where you give up like 138 points but you still win. Well, their defense has been so bad the last few years, and you know, and it took a slight step up, but not much in Tibbs's first year. Look, they were the youngest team in the league by far last year. Their average age of, of minutes was like under 24, which is absurd. Um, so you know, they were very young. It takes a little bit of time. Butler's going to help their defense. What they need, they really do need a defensive big man. Right, they need somebody again to be in that three-man rotation uh, mm-hmm. down low, along with Cat and, and Ding. It's got to be somebody good defensively, and that's why the next guy on my list is a guy I would love the Timberwolves to get. That's Nerlens Noel. Yeah, Nerlens is restricted though, so I don't think you're going to get him. Yeah, um, and then the other two, the next two guys on my list after that are Andre Iguodala, who you know, getting up there in age, but three and D, uh, you know, which again is something that they need, and then. Um, and, you know, it would be great in 20 minutes a game. And then uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pulp. Are you a KCP yeah. fan? Yeah, I like KCP. I think there's so many good, like, small forwards in the league that, you know, I don't know what you do with KCP. But, I, I well, but his, here's the thing. His defense is great. You know, let's compare him to, like, Andre Roberson, who's probably similar. I think in the right coaching system, he could be, like, a homeless man's Kawhi. Like, if you really teach him how to score. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. That's the point. Like, he... Andre Roberson can't shoot for anything, and so I don't want Andre Roberson on my team. But KCP has become, you know, he's approaching league average shooter, and maybe he has potentially get a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a guy, he's a guy I would love to have on my team. Uh, number 24, Dion Waiters, uh, wrote the best column about the NBA this past year, his Players' Tribune yeah. article, where he called himself the best player in the NBA, and it was yeah. an amazing article. His uh, only role should be to be uh, 25 points a game on a team that wins 16 games. Right, he should be the new Mitch Richmond. And then, yeah, like, at the not... end of his career, like, win a championship, being, like, the fifteenth guy who never plays one minute in the whole playoffs. Yeah, but his personality is like as opposite of Richardson as you can get. So I don't think that's happening. One guy I'm curious about, especially as a UConn fan, Rudy Gay had a ridiculously bad injury, right? An Achilles tendon injury. Um, but like, I wonder if you get him cheap, and then he comes back and he's healthy, and like you don't let he doesn't play till crunch, like you know March. But you put him in off after the All Star break, and like as your second best guy, Rudy Gay has proven that he is garbage as an NBA player. But if he's like the fifth best player, like the you know sixth man on, a- yeah, I think yeah, I agree with you. I think the ceiling for the ideal scenario for Rudy Gay would be sort of like what Joe Johnson was for the Jazz mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I you know as I said, I'm not a huge. I mean, Rudy Gay's fan. never won anything in his life. Never really played yeah. in a, a meaningful playoff minute. Freaking lost to George Mason because he's so bad in, in you know in college. Like 
He's he, he's a loafer and he doesn't play defense and he's not a great guy. But one of the ways I've trashed Wiggins is I've said that Wiggins' ceiling is like Rudy Gay, Carmelo Anthony. Um, got you know guys who are sort of a uh, you know good scores but not great all around players. What, um, another interesting guy, James Johnson, who was like the best player in the NBA <laughs> the last month of the regular season after like doing like no one had heard of him and he was in the NBA for years. Uh, I wonder who signs him. He's also on my fantasy team, so I hope he gets a good good uh, spot. Yeah, but he like, he couldn't get minutes in the playoffs. Like, let's be honest here. He's not. He's not. You know. Yeah. He, he's he's more fantasy than your ninth man. Then. Yeah, that's true. And then Jonathan um, Simmons, who like became the Spurs' best player in the playoffs, is restricted. I do wonder if like the Nets offer him like the Jeremy Lin deal, where it's like impossible to match, and you give him like four years, fifty million dollars, which I think the max he can be offered, or something like that. Yeah, um, he's a guy who should stay on the Spurs. Him and Deadman should stay. On the Spurs. I agree. And the as thing you is, said, anywhere else they go, they're going to get worse. Well, here the thing also is uh, Popovich talks about this. Like, if I was you, and and I'm a Wolves fan, or if I was a fan of another young team like Philadelphia, I would steal Chip England from the Spurs because England's the best shooting coach in the, in the world, and he taught Danny Green how to shoot. Danny Green like was yeah. li- living in his car, and Jonathan Simmons was about to become a barber, literally like weeks away from becoming a barber. And like paid his way to a Spurs like camp to maybe be on a D League team, and now is gonna you know be a very rich man. Like, and Popovich says in interviews, like that's all Chip England. Like, why wouldn't you pay? Same thing. If there was like one pitching coach in in Major League Baseball that's like demonstrably better than anybody else, that guy should be getting like eight million dollars a year. Because like, if you could make every pitcher on your team better, there's like no price you shouldn't pay for that. No, I think Bill Simmons was talking about this on his podcast. I didn't. I didn't listen to this. Oh, what about specifically about Chip England or just about yeah, the idea? Of- about yeah. How how much money does he make? They were guessing he makes like what five hundred thousand, maybe a million. It's a, that's hilarious. I, I I did. I really did not listen to that. Yeah. But I've been. I mean, I've been harping this point for a long time. I mean, I've been harping with you know for pitching coaches back in the day when when uh, who was the Cardinals pitching coach when the when the Cardinals were. Oh, uh, um, I forget, but I know you're talking. That about guy it. and like and he he should have been getting ten million dollars a year because every single crappy Cardinals pitcher would go to their team. And become a Cy Young winner. And, like, that guy yeah. was worth way more than just, like, overpaying Victor Zambrano or somebody. Um, that's, I mean, that, 44 Miritich, I feel like he's a guy, like, your team gets worse when he's on the team. He was great on the Bulls in the playoffs a couple of years ago, but yeah. Yeah, he sort of... I, like, he, he started, you know, some of these big men decided, like, oh, I, I can't be good unless I start shooting threes. Miritich shot, like, five threes a game this past year and didn't hit him. But he's uh, a good shooter, generally. He, yeah, he's a good shooter when he's not hoisting up, like, threes when he's covered. Uh, Where's Derek Rose going to go and, and ruin some team? I mean, Rose should Rose is still an NBA player, but to me, he's like a minimum player. Yeah, you he's know? barely an NBA player. Like uh, to me, like a good teams have three capable point guards because the, the minute one point guard get, gets like, look what happens to the Spurs when Parker goes down. The issue is not Patty Mills, right? The issue is Dejounte Murray has to come in and play. So it's like, how good is your the backup to your backup? So to me, it's like Rose is fine as your third point guard. Or like if you have a rookie point guard, so it's like hit, you know, make the rookie point guard fight with Rose and have Rose teach him like the ways. If you're, ironically, a team like the Knicks who obviously are not gonna, you know, interested in Rose, but yeah, I I I think like a really good culture team. If he wants to be the thirteenth man on the Warriors or the Spurs or the Cavs, like you know, God bless him, but he stinks. And the other guy who interests me is uh, Ben McLemore because I think he still has some ability, and like if you could get him as like your tenth man. He's you definitely know, worth a flyer. Yeah. yeah, he's worth it. The problem is the Kings can match, so I'm not sure. I'm like, who, I'm not who knows sh- what, the, what the hell are the Kings doing? Nobody yeah, knows. the Kings are like, I mean, right now the Kings are are just like insane. They have like no team. They have like Scott Labossier as their best player. <laughs> <laughs> 
Two guys you haven't mentioned who uh, also I would really like to see the Timberwolves get is three and D guys. One is CJ Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrong side of thirty, but you know, uh, he, still a he great can't, shooter. He can't be a starter. If your team's going to be good, he can't be a starter. But yeah, he could be a bench guy. Yeah, but he's not a starter. You know, again, right. we've discussed they're starting a lot. Yeah, but set, he's going to get paid. Not, I think CJ Miles is going to get paid. So I don't, I don't know if you want to be the team that pays him. We'll see. You know, no upside. He's worth te- he's worth ten million a year. He's not worth not, you know, but not for your team. Not for your team that is like already paying elite guys plus. Plus Pekovic and well, but, but, Aldridge, twenty. Yeah, I mean, I would I would like to see them get CJ Miles, and then another guy, a younger version, you know, who's shooting. Hopefully, will continue to improve as he gets older. Is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, Hardaway actually had a great year. I would like always turn on you know NBA TV or whatever at league pass, and like Hardaway was just like draining threes at the end of every game. So I agree, he was trash on the Knicks, and then the, the Knicks are the opposite. Like they hire a shooting coach, which makes guys worse. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, Hardaway it would be a really interesting guy. The problem is I. I feel like he's the type of guy who'd rather go to like a Sacramento or or like a New Orleans or something and just like hoist eighteen shots a game. But he would be great as a third guard for like an OK team or a fourth guard for an OK team. He was great last year. Yeah. What I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of spots to be filled in, but if you had to predict how many wins the Timberwolves are gonna get next year, what would you say right now? I mean, they really don't have a full roster. They really are missing a bunch of guys. Well, but, yeah, but nobody does yet. Right, nobody has a full roster. Um, well, the problem is they're not re-signing guys. Like, it's easy to re-sign your own guys. They're going to have a tough... I think they're... They, they're going to have a tough time in... They're, they're built more for the playoffs than the regular season right now. That's what I would say. Well, but, but okay, so here's the one thing. You know, we were talking about Rubio before. The Timberwolves even... You know, the, Kevin Love's best year on the Timberwolves was a year where the Timberwolves, I think by advanced stats, were like the seventh or eighth best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and their um, Pythagorean theorem, they should have had like 48, 49 wins. And the reason they won, they went 40 and 42 and just missed the playoffs in the deep west is because they were like historically terrible in games decided by three points or less. Mm-hmm. And that has been a theme throughout Rubio's career on the Love teams and also on the Cat teams. They're always really, really bad in really close games. And a part of that is because late in the game, you just leave Rubio wide open and he couldn't punish you and Zach and um, I've seen Zach Lowe has discussed the fact that when the Timberwolves would become a playoff team that would be exacerbated in the playoffs which is you know one reason to consider getting rid of Rubio because when you can scout for a specific team for a week straight you can really hone in on that issue which is if you can't play Ricky Rubio in the fourth quarter of close games because you know he'll just be left wide open now again maybe he'll become a great shooter like he was for the two months in March uh, you know March of last season or that's why, again, you want to get a, a J.J. Redick or, or C.J. Miles or some other guy who can play a lot of those minutes and, and let uh, Butler and Wiggins sort of handle the ball more, uh, you know, down the stretch. So that's one thing I'm a little bit nervous about is is that you're saying they're more built for a playoff team, but we there's a lot of evidence that Ricky Rubio might not be a great guy on a playoff team. All right, well, the, you know. All right, this has been talking T-Wolves. I think this is the longest anyone's ever discussed the Timberwolves before. I got to uh, say, I was so pumped about the trade that I started looking all over the place to find some uh, some good Timberwolves podcasts. Yeah. Re- there's really not one out there. The, uh, the top-rated Timberwolves podcast, which had like 20 or 30, like had fewer iTunes rankings than us. So, you know, not a great endorsement for them. You so know, how about you and Joe Mandy start a Timberwolves podcast? Well, that's what, well, that's what, well yeah, you wouldn't listen because you hate Mandy. <laughs> no, listen, I'll, if you and Joe Mandy start a... Yeah. Tim Rules podcast. I will. I will listen. Well, it doesn't seem like there's a Tim Rules podcast out there that has even like two or three thousand listeners a week. And if that's well, the case, yeah, you know, I don't know. It just seems like there's got to be one, right? Especially if this team is on the come. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares enough. Yeah, well, I'm getting. Re- you know, the Tim Rules have always been my number two team after the Vikings. What are you doing for TV? I think this is the question. Well, so I, I, we're going with YouTube TV for now. You got a 30-day free trial, so we'll see how it goes. Now, I saw I saw you post this, and being the mooch, and plus I'm overseas, so it's hard for me. Can I get one of your six accounts on YouTube TV? Well, only three people can use it at the same time. 
Well, who, me, you, me, and Jen. I mean, who else is using it? <laughs> so here's my, yeah, I mean, we'll see if it, if it works well. Uh, sure, I guess. Because you can't, you can't sign up from overseas for YouTube TV, but you can use it. Anyway, um, the, okay, let, let's, talk, let's switch gears for a second. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to name a podcast EPL team and a podcast college football team for next year. Cause for the other sports we have, we're covered, but I don't have a, I'm a big soccer fan, but I don't have a favorite English premiership, uh, team. And I'm a huge college football fan who, who doesn't root for any, like I rooted for Notre Dame when I was a kid, but I sort of like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. I liked Notre Dame in the early nineties and, and the game of the century. I, I remember it was the last few minutes were on after Shabbos and, because it was a four-hour game, and there was never you could never watch college football uh, as an Orthodox Jew on the East Coast until like the late '90s when they you know, and and really until yeah. like the mid 2000s when they started moving that game to eight. But the yeah. big games used to all, all be at noon, so you couldn't noon. watch. Them yeah, because you yeah. can't watch in the winter till five or six o'clock. Yeah. So anyway, I so now my college football team for this year only. Uh, I, I you know I didn't go I, I didn't really get too original, but I'm picking the USC Trojans. I think Sam Darnold is why? going to be the quarterback for the, the New York Jets uh, on September 7th. Or oh, 8th, so that's why. I see. Okay. 2018, and i got to start scouting him. So, so it's scouting. Okay. I'm all in on Darnold. I, I'm not so much in on Chosen Rosen or the Wyoming kid. So that's why. Yeah. I like him better than well, the other two. You're an anti-Semite. That's been established. Yeah. Uh, no Chosen Rosen. Um, yeah. the, I'm also anti-Wyoming. That's been established, too. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. You would. You have 49 or something. <laughs> yeah, very low. By the way, uh, some good feedback from our state rankings and Kentucky flying up there with this uh, with progressive liberal wrestler, the greatest heel in, uh, in wrestling history. Oh, I love that guy. Did you see the... Um... I've been watching all his YouTube hits, yeah. And by the way, did you see on Deadspin they interviewed him? He's like, he, he, he's, like he's trolling, obviously, you know, he, it's KFAB or whatever you call it. I'm K-fab. not a wrestling guy. You mean he actually, actually is, he, he actually is like a very progressive liberal player. Yeah, I don't think a Republican would think of it. I, I'm not saying they couldn't. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they couldn't think of it. I just think like... It, it wouldn't. Come, it couldn't be a reverse Stephen Colbert situation. It couldn't be. I don't think it could be a reverse Colbert. You'd have to do. The Republican would probably do their version of it, which would be like you know, the first of all they call it, they they'd be more insulting. So it'd be more of like uh, instead of progressive liberal, it'd be like Steve Snowflake. They would call it, you know, <laughs> which would be great. There should be a Steve Snowflake, and there should be like you know David Alt Right Knight or something like that. Yeah, that would be like. So the, d- does progressive liberal have a future? Like, can he ad- advance? And I, I don't know how low this Kentucky uh, regional wrestling. Well, the know, WWE. I mean, he could advance to like if he's a good wrestler, he could advance to like Ring of Honor or T or uh, whatever TNA is called now. But the the. But would a national organization be okay with with his shtick? Probably, but not not the WWE. They don't do politics. I mean, listen, Linda McMahon. Who is you know the second biggest owner or you know the co-owner or whatever whatever position is within WWE is literally in Trump's cabinet, uh, and I don't think they've said his name on WWE like they don't say that and they didn't mention Obama you know ever basically maybe once or once a year if he would like give some speech like if he would I, I don't even know why would they would bring him up I, I seem to remember him being brought up once or twice they never really mentioned the president because they don't want the president getting booed first of all it's generally a pretty right wing crowd. Uh, obviously it depends on the city, but they don't want the president getting booed on either side. I think it, they would think it's a bad look for them. So they really yeah. never mention politics or, or anything like that at all. Even uh, when so Linda I, McMahon was running for Senate? Oh, well, when what about, what about she was LeVar running for Senate, yeah, they probably, she probably, like, they probably gave her ads on, on the show. That's my guess. But what I, about LeVar Ball's uh, wrestling debut this week? Yeah, I, 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 I turn off the TV. I don't have any problem with him, but I also am not interested. Like, I just turn off the yeah, TV. I mean, everybody saw that coming a mile away also. It was so inevitable. Yeah. 
They supposedly were Although, really you can't ignore it because, you know, D- Donald Trump was like a, a joke uh, troll heel wrestler a few years ago. And, you know, right. are you saying it's impossible that LeVar Ball will be president of this country in 2040? No, it is possible. But I also, <laughs> I think, I, the thing is his son is really good. The, uh, who the second who son would be a better son. president, LeVar Ball or Donald Trump? They both, whatever else you want to say about them, they both seem to have raised pretty good kids. <laughs> is is the line people always say about no, Trump? No, you know? but people don't but believe that Trump as much had now nothing to do with raising his kids, yeah. and Levar did. And, and Ball and Ball is very involved. Clearly, <laughs> right? He's very involved. I think the best thing Trump did, like he'd probably even tell you, is like let the let the moms raise them. That's no yeah. matter. <laughs> um, the okay, so All right, college so, football okay, so team, USC, USC is your college football team. Yes, and and who's your EPL team? My, okay, this isn't just my EPL team. This is everyone's. This is all the 32 well, fans listening. Well, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, and I, I ain't changing that. Who are you picking? Okay, but here's the thing. I'm not picking a team. There's six relevant teams in the EPL, right? Man City, Man U, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Tottenham. Okay? Well, you're, you're saying relevant in terms of... UEFA six teams that could like really win the championship. England. I mean, I know Leicester City won the title, but like those six teams will win 23 or 24 out of every 25 titles. Okay, and, and those are the teams we're going to compete in Europe. Like those are Champions yes. League caliber. Those teams. are the Champions League caliber teams. If those somebody else were to change. somehow miraculously, you know, like Leicester City did, they would, you know, fall on their face once they've got to Europe. Well, no, Leicester City did not fall on their face. Leicester City did great in Europe. Well, I, um, well, they, yeah, they, did better, they did a lot better in Europe than they did, you know, in the EPL the following yes. year. Yes, yeah, they almost got yeah. they almost got relegated, but they but they yeah. made the quarterfinals of the Champions League and did not embarrass themselves even there. Um, and their team was just much worse. They had a lot of Leicester City. Ultimately, had a lot of guys who played way above their heads. It's not like they did anything wrong. It was just totally unrepeatable what happened that year. Yeah. Um, and it was weird because it wasn't fluky. Like they were dominant every, every game for thirty-eight games. But like you know, it wasn't one of these like we our win our goal differential was like plus three, and we just managed. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. Like the Twins in first place with a minus forty-five run differential. Are they really? Well, they're half a game out now because they That's lost crazy. last night and Cleveland came back up. I mean, Central like, is, a, is a dumpster fire. So anyway. Well, but hold on. But the Twins would still be a wild card also if the season ended today. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to play the wild card? <laughs> yeah, they'd lose, in, they'd lose that play-in game to the Red Sox. Uh, anyway, so the team. Do you want to guess which team I, I picked? Because I, I, was, so like, I wasn't going to go with any, of the, with any of the big six teams. Well, I mean, would it be too on the nose for you to go with Tottenham, Spurs, Spurs? It would be two on the nose, and that's an, that, that's like they're two up and coming. I would have had to pick the Spurs a couple years ago. I always liked Tottenham. Yeah. They're it's one the of the Army. You know that that's the Yid Army. The Yid Army. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I I'm not a Tottenham guy. That's just not my team. Yeah. Um, so like there's some obvious ones like you have the tiny teams, right? You have like uh, Burnmouth who pays, plays in an eleven thousand seat stadium, <laughs> right? That would be like a crazy team to. And they were to, middle of the table. They're pretty good. Yeah, or you could go with the newly uh, promoted team. That's also tiny um, in uh, in what's what you call Brighton and Hove Albion. Not but no Brighton and Hove Albion is newly promoted. But uh, uh, Huddersfield Town, I mean, um, I mean, are you picking a team with the goal of not getting relegated? Are you picking a team? With I the want. Goal yeah, of, you I know, want my team to Europe. What's your goal? I want my team to make Europe. I want them to not get relegated. And then one sweet day, I'm going to say I've been there since day one. Um, you know, how, like there's pictures of me in like 1991 in San Antonio Spurs, like jersey hat shorts, the whole thing. Like, yeah. I'm clearly a Spurs fan. I'm going to have to, like, superimpose me in, like, 1992 in uh, the garb of Newcastle United because that's my new team. Newcastle. I'm going to St. James Park next year. Are going you to, go game. to a game? I'd like to. Um, okay. uh, you know, they, they were just relegated and then immediately promoted. I love the manager, uh, Rafa Benitez. Uh, one of my favorite American players, Andre Yedlin's on the team, although he seems to bounce around a lot. So, you know, you, know, you can't, can't pick a team based on one guy. 
Um, and uh, I think I think uh, me and the Magpies are going to be a good team. So ju- jump on board, the 32 fans, listeners. We're all Newcastle United fans, and that's we're taking them to the top. Are you going to buy a uh, Newcastle jersey? Uh, first of all, we don't call them jerseys in uh, kits. in kits. Yeah. Got Am it. I going to like it? My one downside to picking Newcastle. The is, home kit, by the way, looks like it's a referee. A referee. Yeah, so I, so that's yeah. it. Was my downside is the home kit is obviously I would never get. The away kit is okay, um, but it, it looks like, like looks like the Steelers alternate jerseys. Nah, no. The, oh, the, who their home their home kit? No, the home no, kit no, the looks like one. the oh, the away okay. one with the yellow stripes. No, not the home great. kit looks like Foot Locker. Yeah, it looks a lot like Foot Locker. Yeah. The third color is not great either. It's purple. Yeah, they're all completely independent of each other. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, so it's the the shirt is not ideal. Uh, but I, I guess I will. If I see one I like, I will definitely get a, uh, a a Newcastle shirt. But I'm all in on Newcastle. Watching every game, I don't know why I didn't pick up. Like, I always liked Manchester United over, say, like, Chelsea or Arsenal or Man City. Um, but, I, you know, I can't just, like, hey, I'm a Man United fan. Those people are deplorable. So, the, yeah. the uh, you know, I, you have to go with, like, a second-tier team. Newcastle, at one point, when I st- started following was sort of like right outside. They were like the fifth or sixth or seventh biggest team. Remember, Man City, when I started following soccer, wasn't in the Premier League, and Chelsea wasn't relevant until Roman Abramovich bought them. So there was a lot of room at the top. It was like, you know, Arsenal was always like the bridesmaid. So it was Man U, and then like Liverpool was once in a while okay, and, and you know, Chelsea and Arsenal were like always good but never great. Uh, anyway, I'm excited for Newcastle, but you're not jumping on board. You're not ditching Liverpool for Newcastle with me. Look, I, I've been like a marginal, like barely paying attention Liverpool fan for what sixteen years now, so mm-hmm. I can't jump off the bandwagon. Although, Can you name three players on Liverpool. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I became a Liverpool fan because of the fact that I was a Michael Owen fan, right? So I was really a fan of the player more than the team. Right, right, and you can't do that because these managers, like, if we had said like, "Hey, we're dropping on on Swansea because Bob Bradley's there," he was there for nine games. You know, well, he can't... ended up on Newcastle though, of course, right? Michael Owen is where he finished his English. Yes, really career. finished his EPL career. Yeah, after yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. So, um, you know, can I name three players on their team right now? Um, He's googling. So. No, you can't. So I think you could switch. I think, you know, I don't know. Like, can we get? Do we need permission? Like Hold Antonio Mazzaro? Can I name new... one player on their team? I'm well, trying can to you? think. Steven Jarrett is not on the team anymore. No, he's in. Right? He's here. He's in, he's yeah. in the United States. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that they have like some Brazilian guy. I mean, if you like, watch not... a single game. No, but I, I sort of check like there's I check to see like the tables every week. To see you check the tables every week. So you, you, yeah. you, they're worth like well, I think you could. I think but I'm, you but I'm not clicking eight. the box score to see actually, you know. All right. I'm, let me go find the roster right now. Yeah, no. Jordan point. Henderson, Coutinho. Lalana. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah. Coutinho's the Brazilian uh, guy I knew of. Yeah. Or no, no, there's a different Brazilian guy. Um, hold on. No, it's Coutinho. he's their most famous Brazilian guy. Yeah, Coutinho. Oh, fine. Okay, Jordan Henderson's their captain. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, I never heard of him. Right, he's like the only. He's their only. <laughs> Sturridge. Guy who, okay, who, Daniel Sturridge. I've heard of him. Yeah, Henderson's like their best player. You know, who's on the, actually the English national team. Yeah, I'm uh, all right. So I'm not exactly the biggest Liverpool fan. So I think you can switch. <laughs> I think you have permission to switch. All right, well, well I'll, I'm going to wait until uh, the first game of the season. That, and you'll just uh, see Liverpool... how your heart feels. Yeah, exactly. We're going to wait till Liverpool, you know, because, again, Liverpool does have some latent, you know, involvement in my head, heart for 16 years. But, again, Newcastle is the ones who gave Michio in his last chance in the Premier League. So we will see when Newcastle plays Liverpool this year, and uh, the winner will win my heart. 
Okay. I mean, that's like a loser mentality to just like, oh, whoever yeah, wins. I know. But... Exactly. All right. This well. was fun. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have a little more structure next week, but it was fun to talk NBA. And I'm very excited for football coming back in a few weeks. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm very excited for the NBA to come back. Yeah. More talk your wife. Than... Talk your wife into doing this podcast with, with my wife, who also needs to be talked into it. Yeah, send it. Send up my wife an email because she's got to hear from somebody else. Because pro- I, w- I know, wouldn't I, send it now because she's too too busy. I'd have I to wait a few t- weeks. I always tell moving. my wife like if I were to tell her that today is Tuesday or that the sky is blue, she, she wouldn't believe it. Until she gets right. confirmation from a third party who yeah. could be anybody in the world. Could be somebody she has no who has no credibility with her. As long as right. another person tells her something, she'll believe it. Right. So me inviting her to the podcast is worthless. But you inviting right. her, I'll is... invite her. But I, I think we have to wait a few weeks. I think now you have to pick your spot, and I think now is we, not. Yeah, the we time. got we got to get settled into the house. You know, th- things are a little bit hectic at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. maybe maybe later in the summer. But I do think this would be gold. I'm a suburban dad. I did like carpool for camp yesterday for the first time ever. It, it was like an epic disaster. In I your mini by like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I got yelled at by multiple moms. <laughs> Why? What'd you do? It's, I was I didn't know I didn't know how carpool works. You got to get in a line and like I just whatever I just screwed up. I almost hit somebody's car and you know I actually got out of the car to go apologize to the mom, but then she was talking to her kids and she looked at me like a creep and it was a big fail. <laughs> I right. was like trying so hard to impress the other kids, like not my kids, but the other kids in our car. Sure. I was like I'm like, what music should I play? Because they're gonna go tell their parents, so it's got to be like good, but not like inappropriate. So like because I, I started what, with Gogolots. Well, I started with Gogolots, but the problem with Gogolots is like it's such a, like. Such a random, like, you know, they'll play like, oh, yeah, four years. Nothing four year olds want is like Israeli music with commercials. That's what, well, no, but the problem is they'll play any song that's ever been produced anywhere in the world in the last hundred years, right? Right. They'll play a Frank Sinatra song, followed by a Wu Tang song, followed by like a Mizrahi Israeli song, Mm -hmm. and also nothing's they're not playing radio edits. So if they're playing like hip hop, like you're hearing everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, ultimately, I sort of just turned the radio down and just asked, like, I asked the other kids a lot of questions about how their day went. So hopefully they'll say kids like like the stupid like there's like music for kids. That's what you should play. Oh, I had so many good dad jokes. I was just like dominating the dad jokes. So they had like they had like an ice cream truck on the first. Is this your first day parenting? (laughs) Well, parenting other kids. Yeah. Oh, my. Like, this sounds awful. I know. Like, I don't. (laughs) So the school, the camp school, whatever it is, has a has a has a bunny rabbit named chocolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there was, but they they had an ice cream truck come to camp for the first day, which was yesterday was Monday. But the ice cream truck didn't have any chocolate; they ran out of chocolate. So I made the obvious joke about how the bunny ate all the chocolate before the kids could get there, and that's why his name is Chocolate. And like the kids loved it. Great joke. Very successful. Oh my god! Look, I'm dealing with a. Uh, the, I mean, I'm, like, like you're driving of- <laughs> around where with a minivan making like dad jokes. I think it's over for you. <laughs> oh, it's been over for a long time, but yeah, but it's signed, sealed, delivered, it's over. Yeah. All right. All right. Good luck uh, carpenting your house. <laughs> Talk to you later, everybody. Bye. Get up, get up, come on, come on, let's go, there's just a few things I think that you should know, those words at best, one word, step, teenage poetry, fragment, ideas, and too many pronouns, stop it, come on, you're not making sense now, you can't make them want to.
long am I eye through the scope down the barrel of a gun? Remind me not to ever act this way With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.